better than the colts. He's my savior. Peyton has that comeback zing. Jesus is the comeback king. Third and long, he rose again. So let his people shout and sing. Jesus is. Hello, it's Pastor Brian Wolfmuller, and you are listening to Table Scraps, the online edition of Table Talk Radio. I have on the phone with me for an interview today. Uh, Neil Grepke, who is the author of the song, Jesus is Better Than Football. Uh, we, we crunched this song, Evan and I did, on the radio show uh, a few weeks back, and um, and uh, we passed our crunch on to Neil, and he wrote back with an email. It was a great sport about it, and uh, and agreed and was kind enough to come on uh, to the radio show. So, Neil, welcome to Table Scraps. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be on. Tell us first a bit about yourself. What do you do professionally uh, and, and how this song came about as well? Sure. Um, I'm a, a Lutheran school principal at a small, in a small school in a small town in northeastern Indiana. been doing that for five years. Before that, I was a high school English teacher. Um, the, on the side, I, I worship here in our contemporary worship service. And so about once a month, uh, I help uh, put the music together and, um, and work with the pastor on that. And typically what we do is uh, find out what the lectionary readings are and the, and the sermon topic and the sermon, um, the, the scripture basis for the sermon that Sunday, and then try to build the service around that and around the other elements, including the creed and, and the confession of sin. So the Sunday that we... Um, that we did Jesus is better than football was the Sunday before um, the Super Bowl when our pastor pulled out a sermon he had done in 2003 called Jesus is better than football. And the, the, the whole point was uh, to show the scriptural basis for while people may be kind of gaga over the Colts in this area and, and super excited about the Super Bowl, um, that, that what our Savior offers to us is so much greater than that. And uh, his sermon was excellent, and the song was a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek uh, addition to that, kind of a compliment to that, to say uh, we believe that God has invented fun, and it's okay for this song to come off as fun, uh, but it still hit the main points, which is um, you know, the, the kind of the central aspect of it we felt was, yeah, we, we can let our excitement for football in this country really get to, uh, to high levels and, and maybe... Uh, take our faith for granted, take our, take our worship life for granted, and certainly not uh, trying to imply that, that our faith is all about how excited we get about Jesus, but what he's done for us, and, and kind of by saying Jesus is, has already won the Super Bowl, the, the metaphor there is that um, for those folks out there that think winning the Super Bowl is the penultimate thing that anybody could do, uh, Jesus has already done the thing that, that only matters to us. Yeah, now I'll tell you, we, as we went through the song on the crunch, you know, the, the, the point of the cruncher is to try to get to the... Um to what might be, I think, the worst mark of uh, a lot of contemporary music, namely that it's emotionally, it's 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 heading, it's a mystic sort of thing. It's it's trying right. to manipulate the emotions to the point that uh, that someone has an experience of the presence of God. And and uh, and you pointed out, and uh, and so did a number of people who listened to our show, that that the cruncher didn't quite crunch this song because you're you're certainly not, and you can tell that there's a bit of a tongue in cheekness with the song. You're you're horsing around a bit. I mean, 
goodness sakes, I'm not going to try to emotionally manipulate someone talking about uh, how we sit around on the couch with a bag of Cheetos and stuff bag like that. Bag of this. Cheetos, yeah. That was yeah, my, I mean, there was... My, my favorite no line, by the way, I'll tell you, that was the bag of Cheetos <laughs> line. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a point, you kind of get to that point in the song, if you're writing it, I suppose, and, and you kind of say, all right, where have I really gone with this at this point? And uh, at that point, I decided to kind of go all the way with it, and... and like I said, I, I, since part of the point was to say uh, for those folks out there who who believe all the stereotypical things about formal religion, that um, there's there's no joy to be had there. There's no there's no smiling. There's no you know we have to go through all these rote uh, things in order to be truly religious. Uh, I just kind of wanted to shine a light on. Um, it's okay to crack a smile because the the ultimate, you know, I, my favorite phrase is from a lost and found song. Joy is not in how things go, go. Joy is in the word and truth we know. And I try to throw that out to there to our congregation as much as possible because I think I think what you know one of the main themes of your show is really spot on, and that is um, there's a real danger in a lot of contemporary worship settings to. Um, suggest, imply, teach to people that that what matters in worship is how we feel about it emotionally, and that couldn't be further from the truth. Now you're on, the, you're right on the topic. So why don't you just keep going a little bit about your uh, kind of general theology of worship? When you think and sure. sit down and say, when we come together, gather together as a church on Sunday morning, what is happening then? Absolutely, you know, and I think. That's one of the things that people in general need to be taught a lot about um, because the, 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 the sense that I think the average person has is that somehow worship is something that we do as a favor to God. Um, and, you know, I'll do this thing because that's what God wants me to do and won't God be happy that I did that, um, or vice versa, really, for that matter. And, and that absolutely isn't, isn't what I would teach or would, would want my church teaching because I don't think that's biblical. Uh, what worship is is an opportunity for his people to be fed um, through the means of grace. And, um, so, and then that's one of the things that's really the heart behind our music ministry. Uh, the same group that put together Jesus Better Than Football. We've done several original songs where we take a sermon text and essentially put it to music because we believe that faith comes by hearing and. So when people come into church, the most important things are for them to dwell on His Word, to receive other sacraments, including the Lord's Supper, and and uh, when it's appropriate, holy baptisms. We'll have one this Sunday, and we actually have a song about baptism that we wrote that we'll do this Sunday too. And really, just trying to get folks to to take in in as many different ways uh, God's Word, so that it. You know, the Holy Spirit has all these other avenues to work. It's like, I guess I take a kind of a teacher's approach to it, having been a teacher for so long. I know that if I stand up in front of a classroom full of kids and I just tell them what I want them to, to learn, I'm sort of the sage on the stage, but I want to be the guide on the side. And I know that I want kids to, who learn in all kinds of different ways to have an opportunity to learn in all sorts of different ways. So to me, the ideal worship does all the things that we have traditionally held to be important and true in worship uh, in terms of confessing our sins, in terms of receiving the means of grace. Um, But I think what we're trying to do within our contemporary worship setting is offer um, 
some different ways to approach those very solid aspects of worship uh, for the benefit of, of his people. That's do you when you and well, you said it a little bit fast. You're not the sage on the stage, but the guide on the side. Is that how? <laughs> yeah, it's sort of a teacher term. Do you have a do you they, have you know, the, do you have the your the the band when it's playing on on, on the side? <laughs> no, I, I wish we did. We talk about that a lot, and and I think that's one of those things that that is a how do I want to say that? Um, I feel like there are a lot of things about contemporary worship that sort of gets uh, stereotyped. Yes, yes. And and one of the things that is true of our the, the room set up at our church uh, is that in fact there is this area of you know raised uh, portion of the room that is in the front of that room, and we've fiddled with all kinds of different things to try to work our way around that. We've actually had the musicians work from the back of the church. We've had uh, all sorts of different things to try to take away from that focus as if it's some sort of performance that people are there to see. And from from a physical standpoint, it's not very practical to do that because of the way the sound is set up. But I think it's kind of important to make the, the apples to apples comparisons to that. Uh, I think the fact that the worship team uh, is playing music from the front is really not that much different than when choirs tend to, you know, maybe will will do something different than sing from a choir loft or a pastor is preaching from from a pulpit. Um, you know, we could argue that probably for an hour, but um, we try really hard to make sure folks understand that we are not up there to entertain them. Um, and and by a lot of times, what we'll do is we'll point out the scripture that the song is based on with the hopes that that is the thing that, that becomes their focus, not, you know, are we playing it great? Is it, you know, is it awesome that my nine-year-old son's playing the violin this Sunday? I mean, those are so minor in the big picture, but sometimes folks need reminders on that stuff. Now what, uh, and I'd like to transition then, if it's all right, to talk a little bit about the song Jesus is Better Than Football. Do you have a sure. scripture that you pointed out that this hymn was based on or this song was based on? Well, most of the songs that we do, we have a really, uh, a very specific basis. For example, our, our newest song before that was one called Shine Above, and it was uh, our district president, Dan May, had come to preach because this is our 150th anniversary of our church. And that Sunday, it was the scripture basis was um, the calling of Philip and Nathaniel as disciples. And uh, one of the songs on our new CD is Sanctify, based on John 17, where Jesus prays for his disciples in, in, in their upcoming uh, journeys. Uh, this particular song did not have one defined um, scriptural basis, but it did have the, the scriptural basis that, that our pastor used, which were actually ended up being several different passages that supported the points that he was making about Jesus, you know, doing the greatest thing that could, could ever be done and, and taking our place as a sacrifice. And so what I did, once I started, you know, you can imagine once the once the video hit YouTube, um, a number of folks uh, in, you know, for lack of a, you know, I don't want to oversimplify it, but in the more conservative ranks of our denomination had some real issues not only with the song but with the video. So one of the things I was quick to do was go back to YouTube and insert all the Bible passages that Pastor used that Sunday. And so probably the best answer I can give without having those in front of me is to say they're now in the video. And my hope, you know, one of the biggest things was 
you know, the, the point of posting a video like that is not, you know, really for the edification of people who are already in the faith. It's for somebody out there who doesn't know Jesus to say, um, you know what, I'm really geeked about this football game this Sunday. I'm going to type in Colts and Saints and see what I get. And maybe they get a little bit of gospel and hopefully, you know, good theology too. And I think, you know, we, again, we could probably argue that for an hour. But, um, you know, to me, the, it's the Holy Spirit's uh, work to, to work faith in people's hearts. And I just pray that he uses a song like this to do that. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, I think that you know the the entire theme of something like the Book of Hebrews is that Jesus is better than uh, all these other things. So Jesus is, and, and in the Book of Hebrews, Jesus is better than angels. Jesus is better than Moses. Jesus is better than the sacrifices. Jesus is better than the temple. Uh, but he's these are all uh, things that kind of in in my mind, anyways, makes sense to to uh, compare Jesus. They make to, sense as a comparison. Uh, yeah. They're more reverent comparisons. Uh, sure. Well, I'm not sure if reverence is necessarily the question, although it could be. But I, I but uh, I think that was and when we were and you heard our uh, critique of the song, that was my sure. uh, major critique: is that to compare Jesus uh, to just say Jesus is better than and kind of fill in the blank. This is not uh, maybe the best way to go about things. I mean, Jesus is yeah. better than. Uh, 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 spinach artichoke dip, or you know, <laughs> Jesus is better than um, food getting caught in your mustache, or whatever. I mean, well, uh, yeah, and you can imagine. Um, I would say that was easily the most frequently brought up critique everywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. this this was the topic of a uh, of a blog site. This has been on a TV show. Really, uh, you made it to TV? Yep, yeah, uh, wretched. I'm not sure oh sure, sure. Yeah, the Todd Friels yeah. uh, thing. Yeah, yep. yeah, yep. yeah. And you know, it's been picked apart for lots of reasons. And and what I've told everybody is that if somebody walked up to me and said, you know what, I just don't think it's appropriate for you to compare Jesus to football, I'd say fine. You know, I I have no problem with you having a problem with that. I I get that completely. But um, I, I you know the argument I would make to that if I you know if I felt like I had been painted in the corner and I've got to defend myself, which I don't. Uh, is, you know, to disqualify that sort of a metaphor is to disqualify half the sermons I've ever heard. You know, pastors are all the time making comparisons that they think are going to be what all analogies are, and that is comparing something that maybe is unfathomable to a person to something that they can get so that there's that connection made. And and it, maybe football's not the right thing to do it to, but if you if you look at uh, a mighty fortress is our God, for example, I think that if you were really objective and you did the praise song cruncher on a mighty fortress is our God, you'd come up with the exact same numbers that you'd come up with crunching Jesus is better than football because you know it it, it meets all the criteria. It it mentions Jesus directly. It's clear. It uses complete sentences. Uh, it's it's very objective about what God has done. And if the big argument about whether it's clear about law and gospel is, is because it gets into this whole metaphor thing, again, a mighty fortress. Well, is that a worthy, just because it's a fortress and it sounds good, is that a more worthy comparison to Jesus than football? Uh, those of us who are lifelong Lutherans will say, well, don't mess with the mighty fortresses our God. That's a great hymn. How dare you compare Jesus is better than football to a mighty fortress is our God? But the point is that, that the analogy is, is really not that dissimilar. 
or, you know, Jesus is a rock. Well, what could be more mundane or beneath Jesus than a rock? But we use that metaphor. So uh, I, I understand why people would hear it and go, gag. <laughs> I have no problem with, with that. Um, but, I, you know, I think it's, I think it's a little inconsistent to apply that criticism to the song and not apply it to a lot of other analogies. Well, I know, I mean, I know at least with the two that you mentioned, uh, the Lord being our fortress and and Jesus being our rock, these are, you know, uh, the scriptures give us these directly. Of course, the scriptures don't mention football, so... Not that I've read lately. I I tell you that the the thing that it reminded me of was when I was back in youth groups and uh, and we would get berated by the the youth speaker and say, hey, you know, you guys go to the basketball game and you cheer and you yell and you wear your your favorite baseball team's cap and this sort of thing, but you won't even wear a t-shirt that has Jesus' name on it, and you won't even right. stand up and, and sing anything in church. And it's and it's comparing these sorts of things is so that because we um, uh, we kind of wear our uh, our sports teams on our sleeves, but we don't wear right. our faith on our sleeves. Uh, this sort of right. comparison, and it uh, and it's the song has a bit of that in it, at least from uh, from my take on it. Is that? Would yeah, you... I have no problem with that interpretation, and I and I think that's. That's a fair criticism of the song. I'm not going to suggest for a second that, you know, I've I've crafted the perfect praise song that everyone should start to center their face lives around by any stretch of the imagination. You know, and, and the argument that, you know, with some of my closer friends uh, who are, are pastors and have had some of the same criticisms, um, the, the thing that I've really had to, to fight, you know, almost kind of debate with myself is... <clears throat> This song had a had a really specific place complementing the sermon of that Sunday and arguably should have been left there. Uh, and if it had, I think even someone who's currently maybe critical of the song would have said, you know what, it had its place in that setting. Uh, and maybe the mistake is is taking it out beyond that. But again, I just think there's, you know, I had people come up to me and say, you know what, my, my, my husband has no use for church. He thinks we're this and we're that and we're that the other, and this actually made him think. Uh, I don't think that's a bad thing. Do, do I think that somebody ought to get a steady diet of Jesus is better than football as a, as a method of worship or of learning about God? Uh, you know, God save us if that's the truth. Yeah, yeah. I just think there. I just think there. There is a. There's there's a place for this song. And I think that it's definitely been a blood. I mean, believe it or not, after 250 blog responses and, and TV and radio, I've still actually received more positive uh, feedback on the song than negative. So that might scare you. I don't know. But um, <laughs> I, I, I have low expectations, friend. I, I don't get scared that easy. I, uh, <laughs> well. <laughs> You know, like I said, some of my friends would probably say, you know, if people love the song, then that speaks more to the fact that their priorities are out of whack than to the fact that the song was worthwhile. And, you know, again, another thing we could debate on another day. But um, I I know you're just... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I know your time is getting short here. You mentioned the praise song cruncher. I wanted to get your take on the cruncher. I uh, I love the praise song cruncher. Oh, you're using it on... I'd love to. We might have to have you on to crunch a few other songs, but is it? Uh, oh, I think it's. I think it's spot on. And you know, before we before we got together here this afternoon, um, one of the things I did is I went back to. I didn't get all the way through it, but 
I was listening to the podcast of the Idolatry Awards show. Yes. And if you recall, that day there was uh, someone had written in an email and had kind of added some components that I thought were also pretty strong. And, you know, I have no, I'm a guy who, who's born and raised uh, LCMS and, and have been trained. I have a Lutheran teacher's diploma from a Concordia College. Uh, I, I feel like I have a pretty firm grasp on a lot of the elements of our faith and uh, yet for whatever reason over the last 10 years I've really been drawn to a contemporary worship setting and and I feel like my calling is to uh, do whatever I can in God's name to to make sure that that kind of worship is still the kind of worship that that scripture calls us to you know what I mean I mean, I think that's the, one of the big worship war issues right now in our church is, you know, do we condemn this this format because it's all the things we think it might be, or do we step up and help it be what it ought to be? And uh, for me, it's the latter. Yeah, I appreciate that, and I appreciate you being a friend of the show, you know, coming uh, coming on and uh, and and uh, and having the conversation about it. I I know your time is short here, so I'll, I want to let you go. But uh, but Neil, uh, thank you for your time, and I hope we can talk more in the future. Uh, you 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 know you did mention a couple of things that we could talk for quite a while about, and I hope that Definitely. I hope we'll be able to do that uh, uh, coming up. So thank you again, uh, Neil. Thank this is, you. And I- Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. As I said, you know, I said in my email to Evan when I first responded, I said, uh, "Really, I'm praying for your for your show and for the ministry of it." And I meant that. I mean, I think some people will throw that out there as a sort of a, a standard way to, to part conversation with another Christian. But you know, I, I certainly don't agree with a lot of the kinds of things that get said there. But uh, I think there's great value in what you guys are doing, and I, I and I think we all need to to work together to, to glorify God. That's what it's all about, and, and to bring people to salvation. Well, thank you, Neil, and thank you uh, for for your time, and the Lord bless you as well. Thank you, Pastor. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Well, that was Neil Grepke, uh, author of uh, Jesus is Better Than Football. I appreciate his time there. Uh, we had sh- cut short because he had an appointment that came up, but uh, I'd love to get your feedback, to, uh, dear Table Talk Radio listeners, on uh on this show as well. Uh, what did you think about uh, Neil's discussion of Jesus is Better Than Football, the purpose of it, the purpose of worship, etc., etc.? Uh, you can find all of that. Oh, Evan will love this. On our new Facebook page, Table Talk Radio, you can find us there or at our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening to Table Scraps. Hey, we don't have points. On, I was going to say where the points are like, but we don't even have points on Table Scraps. Drop kick me Jesus through the goalposts of life End over end, neither left nor to right Straight through the heart of them righteous uprights Drop kick me Jesus through the goalposts of life